This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. Hey, it's the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and today we will speak with Robbie Chanel with the Baptist Medical Center's Fund for the Girls program about how they are supporting Mississippians by breaking down the financial barrier that prevents women from seeking needed breast health services. We'll also speak with Gina Carter-Simmers about her fight with breast cancer and how she turned an otherwise tragic situation into a thing of beauty. We'll also chat about the latest headlines in the weekend roundup and get your feedback on our question today. Hey, where can you find beauty? I'd say anywhere in Mississippi, but that's my my guess. To join in our conversation today, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Hey, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday. Absolutely gorgeous out there. Fall finally got here. <laughs> you know, gorgeous. Now that they're taking down the fair equipment, it finally got to be fall. Because <laughs> usually the fair is that, that line. The Mississippi State Fair is usually that line between summer and fall. It normally is, but you know what? It's the opposite we this got, year. Well, we got a lot of summer this time. We did. I judged the cow contest Friday night. We'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah. And it was way hot. Very hot. The cows were upset and everybody, everybody else. Up, everybody was upset. It was just like, I mean, they gave me cheese and it melted. That's how hot it was. I mean, it was hot. So, but it was nice. Good time. And of course, can't wait to talk about that. A lot of things to talk about today. Of course, this is October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, anybody who's ever had breast cancer knows that uh, every day is Breast Cancer Awareness Day. <laughs> it's not something you, I mean, my mom had it in 1978 and I'm still very aware of it, just even being the son of somebody who had it. But uh, we have a great show ahead of us today. We're going to have Robbie Chanel. He's with the Baptist Medical Center, Funds for Girls program. And I tell you what, they're doing a great program on helping Mississippians break down the financial barrier. I, I tell you this, when I had my cancer, I had melanoma, which is was a different kind of cancer, obviously. Uh, I worried more about the money side of things than I did about the health side of mm. things. And that is something that stinks. You know, you really shouldn't have to worry about that. And they're doing a great job basically helping uh, you know, anybody be able to get the kind of breast health services that they need. And Jenna Carter-Simbers is in the studio again, and it's Yay! good to see her again. She is back <laughs> with us, and she is looking even more beautiful than ever. Sassy. Well, yeah. She's always that. Always sassy. Always that. Not shy at all. No. So, oh, no. No, no. That's why we had her back on, because, A, we wanted to see how she's doing. But, B, she's wrapped up like an Eskimo. She's complaining that it's hot in here. It's like, good grief. I'm not going to say why, though, but I mean, she just come, it's like, oh, goodness. She's almost as bad as Sharita was back in the day. Oh, wow. She I mean, Sharita, stay cold. Oh, my God. No, she always complained. It'd be like 95 degrees in the studio. I'm, I'm cold. Like, oh, come on. Well, come she on. didn't have a lot of insulation. I'm about to say she weighed 90 pounds. And Unlike she probably, me, she you know. Probably, <laughs> hey, say, look who's talking here, okay? You know, I don't know. I like my curves. I'm owning my curves. Oh, I, I like my I curves. I like my curves, too. Thank you very much. My curves are awesome, so very happy about that. I'm glad you like your curves, Marshall. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's why I'm glad this is radio. But anyway, 
Big weekend this weekend. I know you had a big weekend because you had a birthday in the house. Yeah, actually, uh, my daughter's birthday today. is today. today. She's 14. And, and your so, dad was just in the house. Oh, my I mean, dad like, was just here. It's like the Michelle family hour. I know. Awesome. But uh, I took her and her friends out to dinner and a movies. And mm-hmm. if any teen parent knows how that went... I was at a table. With, and you were not allowed to be anywhere near them. Exactly. Uh-huh. I was at the table. I was not there. But, you know, believe it or not, her friends really love me, you know, <laughs> unlike yeah, but her. She, but she, yeah, I know. Honey. But we had a great time. My cheeks hurt. We laughed the entire time. But get this. The big, the beautiful. smiling cheeks. Right. My okay. big, beautiful cake that I ordered. Okay. They were so full, we didn't even cut it. Yesterday, we didn't cut it. So I said, you know what? Things happen for a reason. We're going to cut the cake today because today is her birthday, and she gets to blow out her candles yeah. on her birthday. 14. So, yes. Gosh. Time has flown by. Yeah, I, I got mean, one of those running around the house. But he's do? about to turn 15, and that scares oh, wow. me. That means he's going to start driving. I, don't say the D word. The D word. Oh, my insurance <laughs> is already like, I've already got one driving, so I'm going to have two. I'm not ready for that. Billion dollars. No, I'm not. Now, I did mention the Pretty Cow contest. Yes, you did. And I did. There were 10 entries this year now okay everybody's like marshall what exactly exactly explain that is a pretty cow and why are you qualified to judge it well let me tell you this a pretty cow is usually a dairy cow Mm -hmm. most of the time jerseys now i'm getting into the weeds here a little bit on cow knowledge you you are because from brooklyn some are from brooklyn some are from the bronx yeah but got a jersey cow (laughs) well come originally from the jersey isles okay coast england blah 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 make very sweet milk so there you go and that's what okay anyway and, it, and there was a Holstein or two in there. And um, they dress the cows up in costumes. And they are usually led around the ring by an absolutely gorgeous, precious child, probably 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. The cow maybe weighs 1,500 pounds. And the cow's slightly annoyed, to be honest with you, about being in a costume. So there is that explosive situation where the cow could just say, hey, I'm out of here. <laughs> and guess what happened this time? A cow ran. The cow ran. It 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 shucked its <laughs> costume. She shucked her costume, and um, thankfully the the kids were very wise and let go of the cow. And the cow ran around the rink. I, of course, being the um, smart man that I am, got the heck out of the way so I didn't get run over by the cow. And the cow jumped over the the gate and and went left the arena. And, you know, came back, came back to win her prize because she won. She was the best costume. Oh, so, so the cow that broke away won. She won. Wow. She was dressed up. He was dressed up like a, um, the kids are dressed up like astronauts. And she had like a little space shuttle on her back. And it was absolutely the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Well, you know what? Did you see what I posted on your Instagram? Mm-hmm. I said, um, well, the cow said, at least I don't have a box on my head. The two kids have had no, boxes, boxes. Mm-hmm, yeah. on their head. And he was dressed up. But he was like, you know, at least I don't have a box on my head. They look cute though when the cow when the cow bolted my my comment was houston we have a problem oh my i saw that one that was funny that was funny what was the craziest thing you saw this weekend with the um, cow contest Uh, the cows were normal the rest of the fair was crazy (laughs) (laughs) now there were some really nice costumes um there was one kid that was dressed up like donald trump Oh. And had, you know, making milk great again was the theme. On so that. his so, milk was orange, right? Yeah, I guess. Orange I did, milk. I, did, I didn't check. Okay. So we'll back away from that okay. as fast as we can. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> there was a couple dressed up here. One is a baseball player. Hmm. And so it was great. It was a lot of fun. And I've done this for 15, 16 years. 
Uh, it was just and a couple other judges joined me. Kim Allen, of course, long time Miss okay. 103. Right. You know, I saw you got your biscuit. Correct? I got my free biscuit. And I do that every year. did you eat anything else? The corn? I did not. I did not. You didn't get the roasted corn? I did not. It was more of an in and out trip this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because I'd already eaten dinner. So oh. I, I, I zipped down because I was hungry. You know, 7 o'clock's late for me. It so, is. Yeah, so oh, it started that. at 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. Livestock Arena. Every year we do this. Okay. And it's, uh, it, I tell you what, and it's the hardest thing for me is deciding on which child I'm going to disappoint. That's tough. You don't it want... is. They all want to win. So well, yeah. and do you do first, lines. second, and third Yeah, we do. I think we do through six. Okay. So that was good. So it was it was really nice. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. It was like all kids for me, too, this weekend, too. I had one did a cross-country race, which, you know, I feel like a penguin watching my kid fly over whenever I go to that because my kid runs fast. I don't. So it's, okay. kinda, it's fun. It's fun to watch him. He did great. And the other, I spent most of the day at a band tournament in Pearl, oh. Mississippi, and so got to watch several bands perform, which um, – it's amazing. You know, I'm a football guy. I, I played football. I was usually under the stadium at halftime, so I never really got to see the band programs. Now, I did watch my sisters play back uh-huh. when I was little. But So my oldest son has been in the band for seven years, and he's about to graduate. Very proud of him. Uh, I was just so – I mean, I actually got teary-eyed. I know. It was just – it was – that that amazing really, it really was because it was just so beautiful to watch them out there working hard and how how hard they'd worked and everything else. So well, you know good. when you when I look at Jordan, she can she can brush her teeth in the morning. I start crying. Oh, I will too. It's I like think... finally, finally, you brushed your teeth. <laughs> well, no, I think oh. as a mom mm-hmm. and just watching this person, this little person that you that used to be little, um, doing things on their own and just having their own mind and their own All thoughts right. and stuff. It you know I'm very emotional anyway, but I tear up a lot when I just watch her do things knowing that it's gonna she's gonna leave leave the home eventually. Oh I know. I remember the look on my dad's face when my wife and I got married, we came back from a honeymoon, we got in a U Haul truck and we drove to Houston, Texas. Mm. And I remember looking in the rearview mirror at the sad look on my dad's face. And I'm starting to get it now. Um, you know, it's like, you know, every, like every day my son's about to go off to college. I'm sitting here. You know, there's a countdown clock on a school. <laughs> as you walk in, as you drive in, it shows the number of days going down, 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 down. And I'm like, stop. Oh, stop my. It. And I, making it worse for the parents, right? It's tough. I was in the car yesterday. We were driving out to he. I'm going to brag on him a little bit. He's got, of course, 4.0, and he just got named an AP scholar with honors, and he's just all – I mean, he's a smart kid. He's just really smart. And uh, so we took him to a really nice lunch yesterday. And I'm looking in the rearview mirror, and I see all three of their faces in the back. And I'm like, how much longer am I going to get this? See. So, so I was hanging on to that So moment. point of the story to yeah. all of this, what we're saying is to cherish our time that yeah. we have now with our children. Every moment, every laugh, every smile, every hug, just cherish that. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. speaking of cherishing, we have Jenna Carter Simmers and Robbie Channel. Channel. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> like right. television channel. Exactly. Uh, here to talk about cherishing moments. And, and uh, Robbie's going to talk about the financial uh, barrier they, that they help. And then uh, we're going to get more of a personal story with uh, Jenna today. Yeah. I can't uh, wait oh, to it, talk to them. With Jenna, you know, you always get a great story. We do. Her. We yeah. do. So I'm buttering her up a little bit since she's sitting right here. And she has a sharp object in her exactly. hand. Exactly. <laughs> don't want to make her mad. So that's how we work. Well, well, why don't we take a break? Yes. We'll we're going to take a quick break we're and come back. We're going to come back. And, of course, our question of the day is this. Where can you find beauty? I'd say in this room. How about that? Yeah, that works perfectly. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, on absolutely a gorgeous fall day out across Mississippi. I hope you're able to get out and enjoy it. Maybe after the show, you can go have lunch. That would be great. Because uh, our question today is this, where can you find beauty? Well, you know what? Just walk outside because it's gorgeous today. And, of course, you can jump in on the conversation at any time. It's 877-672-7464. Hey, our, our first guest today is a guy I've been I've known him for a long time. Back when um, my friend Keith Warren and I did a road race to help fight melanoma. We did Run From the Sun. Baptist was a big sponsor. And, of course, we worked with Robbie a lot. And I really, really like him, and I really appreciate what they're doing with this. And I, I was glad to get him on. Robbie Chanel's here. He is the head spokesman for Baptist Medical Center. Robbie, it's good to talk to you. Hey, good to hear from you. And you need to like send me a message at 4 o'clock in the morning so I'll get up and run. <laughs> yeah, I do that 4 a.m. wake-up club. <laughs> I'm not quite sure I'm quite awake enough to talk, but I can tweet at you. So if nothing yeah. else. So, yeah. Um, I tell you what, and I can tell you this from personal experience. Of course, I didn't have breast cancer. I had melanoma. But I can tell you sometimes the financial side of having cancer can be almost as scary as the disease itself. So talk a little bit about this program and how it began. Yes, um, we have a program called Fun for the Girls, and 100% of the donations goes straight towards breast health care at our breast center here at Baptist. And about five years ago, I'd say, or 2012, uh, really before then, the physicians and the clinicians and administration, we just saw a need to help more women get screened. And looking at you know various scholarship dollars or um, grants that people can get, um, we saw a gap where really these women, if they came in to get screened and utilized the program, there ne- needed to be follow-up care in case there were positive findings. Right. So that's how it kind of stemmed from, from that, saying, okay, what else can we do to help these women? So we created, in a um, long story short, a, a program called Fun for the Girls. And like I said, 100% of the donations go straight to this fund. And it, and it covers more than just getting a screening mammogram. It covers ultrasounds, biopsies, mammograms, and various things as they see the fund can kick in to help people. Um, what we found about 20% of women in Mississippi, which isn't too, too bad, but they're underinsured or have no insurance, and that's from the age of 30 to 64. Right. Um, so this program can come in and help those that are scared, that don't have the financial means, and kick in to help them get the the screenings that they need and follow up in case there's positive findings. Well, I tell you, I mean, that is so incredibly important to take that whole fear of the financial side out of it because if you've got that fear you may wait and cancer is not something you want to play around with and wait with exactly what our clinicians and physicians keep saying is early detection is your best protection and that's still true through these years um, the earlier of, of diagnosis the the better chance that they can um, attack attack the tumor or what have you and get you treated and you're in hope for better outcomes. I, I understand that completely. I'm still sitting here because of early detection. It's a very important part of it. You, you talk about the fun for girls being different. What what makes it different? It really, not only does it, it provide the financial need for women, but it really plugs them into a physician because 
they need a physician to follow yeah. their care, especially if they have a positive finding. Yeah. So not only Adrian, a, a, a lady named Adrian Russell, she is our breast health center navigator, mm-hmm. and she plugs these, and it's also men have used the fund. Um, she plugs the people into not only the therapy or the treatment they need, but also to get them a physician. Even if there's a financial issue, there are resources and clinics that can help. And so that way you've got the the, the doctor or clinician, nurse practitioner, whatever, following these people through um, their whole medical process, and Adrian, as the navigator, follows them through a treatment process. The 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 whole concept of having a navigator is just brilliant because it can be scary. And, I mean, you you get overwhelmed. You don't know what to do next. And it's kind of nice to have somebody to guide you through the minefield. Exactly. She's the one-stop shop with any questions uh, and, and just filters you yeah. through the whole system. You said so something else, too, that was pretty important, Robbie. You, you mentioned and men. Yes. Uh, people forget that men can get breast cancer also. Yes, they can. And we have had some men... Um, very few right. that have utilized the fund, but it is important for um, both, as you know, um, regardless of your sex, to pay attention to your body, changes in your body, issues that you're like, okay, this isn't right. And, of course, I'm not a clinician, you know, but um, just through working at Baptist for 16 years and hearing our uh, medical staff and clinicians talk and know your body, know the changes, and seek help. Exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, if if you don't understand what's going on in your own body, how can a doctor help you? And that's that's, exactly. that's a huge part of it. Uh, we actually have in the studio somebody that you might know. We have Jenna Carter-Simmers. <laughs> Hi, Robbie. How hey. are you? Good to see you. And I'm so upset I could not come to the exhibit. Well, oh, you uh, missed it, but your I team know. members were there. Baptist has been such a big supporter of me and my journey. Adrian, the nurse navigator, she wasn't my um, navigator, but she really helped um, pull off this exhibit. I'm so glad you're doing this project because one of the women in the exhibit, Sabrina Williams, she's not going to mind me saying this. She shared her story as, on video, but a government program helped save her life. She's battled cancer, breast cancer three times. You're saying how? Three, three times. times. Wow. Yes, one in each breast this, and then it metastasized. Yeah. So the second time she said she was almost gave up the fight because she couldn't afford it. Right. It was a government program, a government program just like yours, um, a special program that helped save her life. So thank you, thank you, thank awesome. you. Well, let me ask you on this, Robbie, because um, if you're, somebody's probably listening right now going, you know what, um, how can I find out more about this? How can I actually find out if I qualify? Yes, um, for one thing, if you go fun, to funforthegirls.com, that tells you about the program. And then to see if you qualify, Adrian Russell, the breast navigator, is the one to talk to. So if you call our Center for Breast Health at 601-973-3180, she can talk you through that. And if you go to funforthegirls.com, that has a lot of information on there as well. Uh, you got any upcoming events or anything else you'd like to share with us? We have a slew of events, and if you a get slew. In- <laughs> is that a metric term? <laughs> yeah. There's tons going on from Zumbathons to boot camps to even the school and kids getting involved. Restaurant area restaurants such as the Manship, Burgers and Blues, a percentage of their dollars they um, profit in the month of October. A portion of that will go to Fun for the Girls. So um, give a shout out to them to go eat there. 
but if you go to funforthegirls.com, it gives you a list of the different events going on throughout the month. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how does it, I mean, you've, you've touched on it a little bit, but how does this get funded? Because obviously this is not an inexpensive program. Right. It's strictly through donations, and a hundred. There's no through those donations. It does not involve any staff time. It does not pay for staff. It's all filtered through our Baptist Health Foundation, right. which is our um, organization part of that Baptist that is the philanthropic piece of Baptist where donations come in, and that's filtered through the through the medical center to help patients. Well, Robbie, I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your busy day. And, of course, it's always good to be able to get to talk to you. I haven't seen you in forever. And I, 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 I appreciate everything you've done for, for my uh, my charity and everything I did to try to help back in the day. So I appreciate that, too. Yes, it was great. So yeah. Thank you all for having me on. Good deal. Throw that phone number out one more time just for. Okay. It's uh, the Center for Breast Health, and it's 601 all right, Robbie, appreciate it. It's Robbie Chanel. He's the, the spokesman for Baptist Medical Center. And I tell you what, fun for the girls. What a great, great, great thing to help out so many Mississippians. All right, after the break, we're going to welcome Jenna Carter Simmerty. You've already gotten a little preview of how much energy and how wonderful she is. And we're going to go inside her story and find out her about the beauty of cancer. That's kind of interesting. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about today's show, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, on an absolutely glorious Monday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the show. And, of course, if you want to be part of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 877-672-7464. We have a question of the day. I mean, what do you... What is our question today, Michelle? Good grief. I can't even remember. The question is, uh, where, where can, can you find, find beauty? beauty? That's right. Wow. What in my control room? That's where I can find exactly. beauty. How's that sound? Beauty. And I can find modesty, too. <laughs> but you know what? I like the question. I put the question in the show today because beauty, you know, everybody's heard this, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So what's... Is that we really thick glasses? So. <laughs> so beauty is everywhere. Beauty is in the um, unbeautiful when someone you think is unloved or, or or a child is acting up that is when you need to hone in on the beauty inside that person and find out what makes them lovable we live in a really tough time right mm-hmm. now I mean everybody's really angst and full of anger and grumpy and all that good mm-hmm. stuff and I wrote I mean, I'm writing a column now once a oh. week for the Korean Ledger yes I know it's hard to believe I can write <laughs> but I am writing a column and the, my last one was about how you know you pick up your phone which is now everybody you walk around with your phone no matter right. what you're doing and you start scrolling through social media and it's like everything is negative 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 and scary i mean some of the news is very frightening out there i yeah. mean potential nuclear war and this is frightening stuff 
And finally, you just realize, you know what, I still want to remain sane. So you just take the phone and you turn it off and you put it in your drawer and you walk away and you go outside and you enjoy a little bit of beauty like we've got uh-huh. today. And, you know, finding beauty is pretty easy here in Mississippi. We it have is. an awful lot of natural we do. beauty for we sure. Do. So, and speaking of beauty. Mm. And uh, finding it in the craziest places. We found a woman that found beauty in cancer. I yeah. love that. I, I love, love that too. That. Beauty and cancer. Because what, what other choice have you got? Exactly. You know, that's the thing. Turn it around and use that positive energy to heal herself. And that's what oh, she did. She's, she's going to tell you about oh, it. Yeah, but say, why should we even talk anymore? Exactly. She's, she's, she's right here. Studio, let her talk. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Thanks Jenna. for having me today. Oh, I am so glad that you were here and healthy and doing wonderful. I am. I'm yeah. healthy and I'm doing well. You got some good looking hair. And my hair is back. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And it's super curly. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> but this but this isn't a result of, of cancer. This is a result of good genes. Oh, yeah. Good genes. Been, been, yeah. She's had that. She's rocked. See, she rocked the short hair look before it was popular. Oh, People don't did. really realize that. Jenna did not jump on this short hair bandwagon. She's been, since I've known her, I did her wedding. How many years ago was that, Jenna? Uh, oh, wow. my God. I know. <laughs> Telling our age. Yeah. Say, a, this show's going to go downhill real she quick. Had a we're three, gonna get <laughs> she had a three-day wedding event. I just want to point this out. Three-day wedding event? Not a one-day. She had a three-day wedding event. Look, people, I'm over the top. We right? only had three I'm hours because we couldn't afford that much alcohol, so it was, we just kind of ran out. So. so, Jenna, I swear you've been so busy since the last time I ran into you, and I love... Well, I mean, tell us. Start from the beginning. Tell tell your story from the beginning. Okay, so the beginning is on August tenth, twenty sixteen. I was told I had breast cancer. I bet you remember the time too, uh, don't you? Look, it was in the afternoon. It was yeah. after my appointment was at twelve thirty, but I didn't see my doctor until maybe an hour and a half yeah. after that. But I still was optimistic. You know, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's a cyst in my breast, even though blood was um, seeping from my nipples. I still <laughs> found a way to say, uh, there's nothing wrong with That's me. That's not positive. That's denial right there. It's, it's so de- it, yeah. it really is. I, I, it is. Hey, I've been there. I understand. <laughs> so it was. Yeah. It really was denial. Um, and at that time, Dr. Philip Lay, who's my breast surgeon, a rock star. He is such a rock star, and he said, um, "You know, you're a breast cancer advocate now." Yep. I was like, "Man, please!" <laughs> I could not receive that. I swear, I couldn't. It wasn't wasn't until. Um, after my very first chemo experience, which was August 26th, after I had come down from the, the high that, that you're yeah. on, um, people don't realize they pump you with a lot of drugs before <laughs> you get the chemo. So, you know, you, you're, you're good for that first day, but you come crashing down. And so after I finished my crash, um, just looking in the face of my brother, who's a photographer, one of his many 13 jobs. Um, He's a photographer. And I just saw a traveling exhibit. And from there, I um, came up with the beauty of cancer. Of course, when I mentioned it to people, they were like, why would you call it that? Why would you call it the beauty of cancer? And it's for what you all said earlier, you have to find the beauty in things or it will kill you. That's right. You know, and so for me, um, the um, I'll share something with you all at the event, at the exhibit, um, the opening exhibit, which is still up. It'll be up till the end of the month at the Mississippi Museum of Art. I had each w- woman who was in the exhibit talk to cancer and they had a couple of um, seconds, like 15 to 30 seconds that they could speak to cancer. And this is what I said to cancer. 
I know it was your intention to have me hate God for allowing me to go through so much physical and emotional pain, which took a year from my life. But I have come to know the worst time of my life as the best time of my life. And I have lived. Lord knows I have lived. I have laughed and I have loved harder as a result of you. Cancer, you couldn't make me ugly. Beautiful. All right. Studio audience is going crazy (laughs) right now. That is so true, though. And and a lot of people don't get that. But you go through this. And like for me, I'm really I'll go running in the morning and Mm -hmm. I'll go watch the sunrise over the reservoir. And it's so sappy and corny, but it's like it's a a powerful moment because I got another day. Mm -hmm. But uh, that I love that. That is great. And the beauty of cancer. And the beauty of cancer. But, you know, you've done something. um, And I always tell people that, you know, the one of the ways to heal yourself is to help other people along in your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Because women have helped me. Right. You know, I really had maybe known one person with breast cancer, but now I know more than 30. Isn't it amazing? And isn't that amazing? Yes. And, you know, this is like um, some of the girls joke. This is like the worst sorority to be a part of. But once you're in (laughs) it, we're going to do whatever we can to lift you up. Right. Um, Part of the exhibit, a portion of the auction proceeds um, go to purchase wigs for uninsured women. Because, you know, when our hair falls out, that is like the worst moment. How much does a wig run? A lot of money. Yeah, I was just kind of curious. Just ballpark. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, um, a, a really good wig is a hundred dollars. Yeah, a really good wig, and I've teamed up with Pure Illusion Salon mm-hmm. um, in Jackson, who will be making the wigs for us. Right. So, oh, cool. um, yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, you know, you know, uninsured women—they're they're having a time. You know, you're 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 thinking, you know, I just got to pay this medical bill, but you also want to feel good about yourself because that's how you're going to get that's out right. of this disease. Exactly, because I mean, if you mentally, if you can't fight it, you're done. You're done. You're definitely done. You know, you've got a lot of energy. <clears throat> that's a good thing. What do you do when you're not putting together art exhibits? <laughs> I work. I have a real job, you guys. You have a real job? <laughs> I'm wow, the general manager like? of WJSU Public Radio at Jackson State. And so I, you can I, tell she's done radio before. I, I've done she's radio a little for bit, all little of my life. Actually, after when I graduated from the University of Alabama, my first job was working at the University of Alabama's public radio station, WUAL, which is now a statewide network. I was the promotions coordinator, and um, that's how I learned to love public broadcasting, and I've never never had another job outside of that. Can you believe it? You know, I've been, I've lived and worked in Atlanta, um, New Mexico, Birmingham, all in public radio and television. And now here in Jackson, Mississippi, where I've been for about 14 years. Been 14 years. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it seems like yesterday when it you does. got here. It seems like yesterday. So New Mexico or Atlanta, which has better traffic? <laughs> Look, I, I could re- really walk to work from New when I lived in, in New yeah. Mexico and Las Cruces. It was it, I, I loved it. I lived there for four years, and it was an awesome job. The people there are just so awesome. They really are. That's I think they Las Cruces. I, oh, I remember. Yeah, we stayed there on our move to San Diego. I was like, it's, it is a nice town. It's Las very Cruces nice. Las Cruces is very nice. Go back to that moment you received your diagnosis because I remember mine. I, I mean, I, it was April. 17, 2001 at 530 in the afternoon. That's when I got mine. And I remember I'd been getting death threats throughout the day, (laughs) believe it or not, because it was the day of the Mississippi flag. And so I remember that conversation. Talk about when he said that you said earlier that you were kind of in denial. It's like, this is just a cyst. Everything's good. Did you? I had a breakdown. Yeah. I I, I cried the entire time because... My doctor said it's going to take a year out of your life. And that's all I kept hearing. I was like, I got to do this. I'm also a, a producer. I had a, um, 
a, a project go national. Which means she makes March, things get done. <laughs> March yeah. 2016. And I realized that I wanted to do it again. Ten stations across the country picked it up for my first gig. I thought that was great. Very and good. so I wanted to double those numbers. And so I was thinking of, you know, I got to get this done. And I knew that wasn't going to be a possibility right. because my breast cancer was so aggressive. I just finished treatment. You did. You ago. had a very aggressive. Um, so I was triple negative, which means it, it spreads. It grows rapidly. Um, so five months of radiation followed by um, a double mastectomy. And four weeks after it, I was here talking to you all. <laughs> um, then radiation, which burned my body so bad, we end up stopping a week early. I didn't get the booster. And then um, my radiation. Um, a few weeks of it, I was also taking the chemo pills and that I didn't know if I was coming or going, to be honest with you. Um, And I was taking pills six, uh, six pills a day, three at a time. And I hate swallowing pills. That was the, if you guys could see me plugging my nose, it was just crazy to swallow those pills. It was crazy. (laughs) So Jenna, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm hearing you talk and I'm looking at you and I know how spunky and full of life you are. And I, unfortunately, and I've I guess I regret it. I didn't I didn't see you during that time. And I can't imagine you going through that. What were you going through mentally, not just physically? Mentally, it was hard because I had made a pact with myself that I would only cry for a minute. And that was it because I felt like I wouldn't be able to get out of it. Um, even as spunky and um, loving life as I did, I hated life mm. for yeah. for a while. Um, but you have those moments. And it was other um, breast cancer survivors who said, it's okay to mourn the loss of your breast. I was like, okay. So they gave me permission. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel sorry, but get out of it. Mm-hmm. Don't stay right. in right. that. Don't right. stay in mm-hmm. it. And so, uh, like, I remember when I was in the shower and my hair started falling out. When I knew it was because of the um, chemo concoction that I got. People call it the red devil. I call it the red blood of Jesus. I knew, <laughs> I was told my hair was going to fall out. In fact, I was told like seven times. And I finally asked the nurses, I said, why are you guys continually telling me that my hair was going to fall out? And they said, because you can take everything else, but when your hair falls out, you lose it. Yeah. Mm. And I figured out why. And it's because that is the moment that you realize you're a cancer patient. Mm. You know, that's the moment you realize it. So my hair falls out and I'm screaming in the shower. My sisters have come from Alabama to take care of me. And my sister opens the shower door and she pops my hand. She says, stop. Mm. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I stopped. The, the purpose of that, it was tough love. It's like, don't stay in it, Jenna. Right. Don't stay in it. And so I, I didn't stay in it. It was, mm-hmm. I gave myself a minute. I've had some friends that, you know, after they get the diagnosis, they kind of hole up and they shell and they never tell anybody. They mm-hmm. go through this. You were very public and very open about it. It took me a minute to get there because, yeah. you know, um, um, Black women, especially, we tend to be very private. Yeah. And so even when I was recruiting for this exhibit, I felt like it was going to be difficult to get black women right. to participate because we are so private. And and it was like, we can't be private because we're the ones who are dying 42% higher than any other ne- ethnicity. We are dying Talk from breast cancer. Talk about that for just a half a second. Why is that? Well, because we're finding out in the late stages when right. there's really nothing that can be done except make us comfortable. Um, a couple of, of the women in my exhibit, African-American stage four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just couldn't see that happening to my sister, my mother my aunt, my grandmother. So I became public. In fact, I posted a picture that I never thought I would post showing my mastectomy scars because when I, if, for my friends who follow me, like it has to be the right lighting, the right side. You can't <laughs> see any fat in my stomach. I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, I, 
I'm just I was just that um superficial. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's the word. I was that superficial until I got breast cancer. And then I started talking about it. My grandmother, who is a kidney cancer survivor, said the more you talk about it, Mm -hmm. the more you'll feel better about it and you'll be able to get out of it. And, And I was like, really? And absolutely. She was absolutely correct. The more I talked about it, other people talked about it with me. Right. And so that's very healing. And it's very healing. Yeah. You you talk about scars, though. I mean, scars, and and I've got a couple, you know, a few of them. That's actually a badge of honor. It is. Because that means that's. that's And it's crazy that you would say that. One of the pictures, um, Kim Waddy, she has a keloided um, port. Scar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we called her picture Badge of Honor. Badge of Honor. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Definitely. Michelle, since I interrupted you so rudely, go ahead. My next question about the about the exhibit. How did you recruit the ladies? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them or how was that process? It was was a couple of things. Um, L.A. Warren at Jackson State University wrote a story about me. But before that, um, there was a story about me in the Mississippi Journal. So one woman had contacted me from that. Donald Walters. Then other women contacted me. I'm a patient at Baptist, and I um, asked Robbie, hey, can you help me? You know, with the HIPAA laws, I couldn't contact the women, but they contacted me. Then we had some women call me in Atlanta, and thank goodness, my brother lives in Atlanta, so he was able to take those pictures for me. He also came here and um, took some pictures as well. So it was a combination. I also had flyers out at some of the Jackson State University home games on the Jumbotron. It was a, a, a big flyer announcing. And then I just, my, my university really supported me. If you went in um, the buildings that had televisions at Jackson State, you saw the recruiting flyer. So, um, and, I, and let me say this before I forget, because chemo brain does kick in. I thank God every day that I got my cancer diagnosis while living in Jackson and working at Jackson State because my colleagues took their lunch breaks and sat with me during chemo. My colleagues did that. Wow. And that's family. That's family. Yeah. Wow. And let me ask you, you said how many ladies uh, ended up in the uh, final exhibit? My goal was 28. I had 23. Um, Actually, 25. Two women. Um were sick and they mm. opted out mm. and I wish we could have taken the pictures for them anyway so um, so they could see how far they have come right. you know and um, I, I'm, I'm very proud of the exhibit I worked with some really talented photographers Spencer McClinty Gerard Howard who has some of his work in the Smithsonian, Kari Thomas Kentris Rush, my brother Cordell Carter and Charles Smith they all took pictures of these women tell us a few of the stories I mean tell us some because there, there's so many powerful stories in this exhibit okay um, so I told you earlier about Sabrina I had two women who had IBC, inflammatory breast cancer, which is very, very aggressive. Only about 1% of the breast cancer cases are IBC, but it's the most deadly because um, you cannot find out that you have that type of cancer without having a biopsy. And, you know, so you have to say, hey, I want a biopsy. You're not going to find it through a mammogram unless you're one of the 10% who actually gets, you know, lumps 
only 10% of these women with the IBC diagnosis get lumps. The other 90% do not. So, so the odds of catching it are, are the even The odds tougher. of catching yeah. it are slim, oh, are wow. very slim. But mm. we have two survivors, wow. um, um, Kiwana Thomas-Gaden and um, Pam Parks-McCord. Then we had a, a young lady who... She got a stage two diagnosis, um, had her single mastectomy, and then five months later, she had a reoccurrence, which was metastasized. But thank God she was able to get into an immunotherapy um, trial in Houston, Texas. So she actually missed the opening, but her pictures were so strong. Asian woman with triple negative. And the whole time she and I were communicating, I was thinking she was black because most black women are triple get the triple mm-hmm. negative diagnosis. It wasn't until we went to her house. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah. she opens the door going, well, well Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Yeah. I had no idea. But that goes to show you cancer is a trap. It's a great equalizer. <laughs> it's, a, it's an equalizer. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing you were you were talking about the opening and you had rich and poor and black and white and, and all these different. Everybody was there, everybody but they all had that there, golden thread that ran through it, which was being a breast cancer, cancer survivor. survivor. Absolutely. You know, I don't even think it's fair to call you a survivor. I think it's better to call you a thriver. I like that. I'll take yeah. that. Absolutely. I, you know, you know, and you made that decision. You said, I'm OK, I'm going to live. I'm going to live. You're I'm going to live. live. I um, will get some scans early November. I had scans in um, on August 4th. Mm-hmm. Like you say, I can. How can I remember these dates? And I can't remember I, anything else. I'm impressed. <laughs> but um, and um, my bone scans, no cancer in my bones. That's awesome. We did yeah. find some really tiny nodules in my right lung. My chemo doctor says we don't think that's anything, but we'll do the scans again in three months. So yeah. the three months will be in November. And I'm just, um, you know, my prayer is remission, and I'm sure I will get that. You talk about metastasization, and that just means it's spread. And it's spread. Yeah, that's spread. So that's usually the last thing you really want to hear when you went ahead. Absolutely, because then at that point, they're just really trying to make you comfortable. Right, right. Um, You know, so. So that's that's one of the reasons why, too. It's very important to get screened and get scanned and get your mammograms. Absolutely, but most of the women in my um, exhibit, in the Jackson State exhibit, they um, found theirs through self-exams. Very important. We'll continue this conversation with Jenna Carter Simmons. In just a minute, uh, this is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. All right, welcome back. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we're talking about that today. And I know a lot of you are listening right now, and you've been through this disease. One in three Americans will be touched by cancer. It's an amazing statistic. And, uh, you know, cancer doesn't have to be a death sentence. It can be a chance to, you know what, you fight it, and you go forward, and you live your life. And our guest today has done more than just live her life. She is absolutely, I called her a cancer thriver, and I think that's a very good way of looking at it. Jenna Carter-Simmers is in the house with us. Um, Jenna, I tell you, you know, we were just talking about the importance of early detection, and I know Michelle wants us to go in another direction too, and we will go in that direction. But I mean, talk about that because 
it's so important to do that self-exam every month, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I had gone on a serious, healthy lifestyle living, and I lost nearly 40 pounds. Good grief. I could actually see the lumps under my arm, but I also suffer from sinus infections three times a year. Talk about denial. So that's what I was thinking, but something told me to do a self-exam, and I felt three um, pretty large, um, hard, pebble-like... pebbles right. in my in my breast and so that is what sent me to to a doctor but even a month later talk about denial and and so it, it's so important some women are not going to find out that they have breast cancer through a mammogram because of the type of density in they their have breast. the dense yeah they're not exactly. going to find out so your best bet um, is to do the self-exam. Also, if it runs in your family, do those screenings, not just breast cancer, but other types of cancer. Um, as you said, one in three people will get cancer in their lifetime. So what did I do <laughs> at the event? I did an icebreaker. When folks walked in, instead of giving, we gave them name plates, but instead of letting them write their names, we wrote a one, a two, a three. They had no idea why. They yeah. knew it was probably something, some fun icebreaker. And so I had people, you know, ones find a two and three, threes find a two and one, so on. I just want to see one, two, three in little groups. So they get in the groups and I said, make a new friend, you know, and they were laughing, having a good time. And then I said, look to the person to the right of you. Look to the person in the left of you. One of you will be diagnosed with cancer in your lifetime. Then yeah. the room got quiet. I said, oh, you want to listen <laughs> now. <laughs> but it, it's, and, but I, the point of that was take care of yourself. Amen. Know when your body changes. Know, you know, know, you know when your breast is inverted. Know when there's lumps. You know, it, it, there's lots of things you can do. The C word is not a death sentence in 2017. It's just not. But the key is early detection. You know, I do a thing with, to survivors called hope. It's humor, opportunity to serve, physical well-being, which you've done all those. And the last one is E for education. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't carry on a conversation with your doctor, it sounds like Charlie Brown's parents right. talking to you. Want, 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 cancer, want. <laughs> so very, very Absolutely. important. Absolutely. Um, wanted to... Um, Go back to what Michelle asked is, what did I want people to walk away from this 42-piece exhibit? I wanted them to walk out with that you can survive this disease through early detection. I also wanted women to take care of themselves. Um, And the analogy I use is when you go on the airplane... A stewardess when they give you the directions about the flight. If cabin pressure changes, the mask will fall from the ceiling. But before you take care of anybody else, you take care of yourself. And I think sometimes we as women, we take care of everybody, everybody else. else. We forget to take care of ourselves, which ends up in us dying from breast cancer. Right. So I want them to stop. I want you to stop and take care of yourself. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's not being selfish. It's at not all. being selfish. Not you, at all. you cannot take care of anybody else if you're not good. And the good news healthy. the good news about this exhibit is is that people can continue to take something away from it because it's continued to run at the art museum. Yes. And then it's going to be traveling. It's going to be traveling. Um starting in twenty eighteen. I've had a couple people already ask. So I'm like, I don't want to get overwhelmed in this process. A woman called me who used to work with me on the Battle of the Saxes. It was a concert series that WJSU did each year and said, I want to be responsible for traveling across the country. I was like, 
Absolutely. Wow. So um, the first call that I got was from the Inflammatory Breast uh, Cancer Foundation in Houston, Texas. So they will get it first. Awesome. Um, after um, this exhibit finishes in um, Jackson, it'll be done at the end of the month. So we hope people will go to the Mississippi of Art, 380 South Lamar Street, and view these pictures. I promise you will not walk away with dry eyes. You just cannot because there are some really cute pictures like chemo, don't scare me. And we have Melody Haynes kicking the chemo boxes that, you know, the, the drugs come in boxes, the pills at least. So kicking those boxes, it, it, they, they, we got some really cute pictures. But then we have the picture of Sherry Lucas who has one deflated um, breast because she became malnourished after juicing. And but that but it's crazy because she shrunk her tumors through juicing, but she became malnourished and when she um started getting her reconstruction which was expanders, her body couldn't take one of the expanders and she oh, let wow. us take those pictures of her. So I was I was amazed. Um then we have um Janine Blackwell who thought her cancer was gone, and then five months later it had metastasized to her liver. And we have her um, um, a topless picture, but she's modestly covered, um, and we call it on the line, and her mammogram pictures are on a clothesline, and she's in front of them. They're beautiful, you guys. Yeah. They're beautiful. And I, had the, and I got to be the creative director for her shoot, so I'm pretty proud of that picture. I am even more proud um, that these women said yes who did not even know me. They didn't know you, but they do now. I mean, you're, yeah. you've got a bond now. You've all <laughs> got, got that bond. We've got a bond now, but they said yes to a project. And usually when you say yes to a project, you, you say yes to your friend. Right. You know, these women didn't know me. Um, they were referred to me, and they said yes because they knew that we could save lives. We could save lives project. and help other people. And, you know, I think the thing that's so powerful about the exhibit is because a lot of people hear cancer, and they don't really understand it until they have to face it. Mm-hmm. But this brings the humanity out. Absolutely. Really very strong. So, well... How can folks contact you? 601-503-5239. That's my work cell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be in and out these next couple of days doing interviews. So that's how you'll be able to catch me. 601-503-5239. You can also go to the station's website where I work, wjsu.org, and just click on my email address, and I would love to talk to you. That'd be great. That'd be great. Michelle, you have another question. I do. This is one of the most important questions I want to ask you. Tell me. Pick out if you can pick out one thing out of this entire last year of your life. What did you learn from this? What did you gain from this? What was something beautiful out of this entire year? I learned that I am super strong. I had no idea that I would have to face such a formidable foe, cancer. That just never that never dawned on me because I didn't realize that cancer actually breast cancer actually ran in my paternal side of my family. I didn't Mm -hmm. find that out until I got my diagnosis or of course I would have been more diligent, but it's that um, you're, you're stronger than you think you are. And if you could beat my, if you could beat cancer, you can beat Mike Tyson. (laughs) You know what cancer found out last year (laughs) that it can't touch Jenna. That is beautiful. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for coming on the show and telling your story and talking about this exhibit. And again, it's traveling. So people, not just in the state of Mississippi, we want people to come out to Jackson and visit the Mississippi museum. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's here first. It's in our hometown first. Come visit it. Bring your children, bring your aunt, bring your aunt. 
it's free. It's a free exhibit, so we hope you'll take advantage of it. Do you have any last words of encouragement for anybody right now that's listening that is going through a breast cancer struggle? My last words would be that it's 2017, and I get stories that women say, I just don't want to know. I just don't want to know. I actually met a breast cancer educator a week ago who gave me some materials to give out at the event, and she said her daughter... Um, or maybe her niece, but a, a woman in her family is very uh, diligent at her job by saying, did you get your mammogram? Did you get your mammogram? And this one woman said, no, I just don't want to know. And seven months later, true story, she was funeralized. I don't want that to happen to anyone else. In the state of Mississippi, um, we average more than 400 women dying from breast cancer, which is curable when detected early. So women take care of yourself first. Jenna, thank you so much. And we'll we'll get you back on again sometime because I love having her on the show. Of course, this is a production of MPB Think Radio produced by the amazing Michelle McAdoo. And if you have any, uh, would like to hear it again, you can go to mpbonline.org. Now you're talking or you can download the free MPB app. 